Hey everyone, it is Nick Bradley here. Happy New Year. Welcome to the first episode of Scale Up for 2023. Now, I hope that you've managed to take some time off over the holiday break. Hopefully you're recharged, you've relaxed, you're reinvigorated, you've spent time with friends and family. Maybe you've reflected on 2022 and you're coming into the new year with a fresh set of ideas, a new plan, a new strategy. This is going to be the year that you shake things up. Well, you're in for a treat today. It's just me. And I'm going to be talking about how you can make this year amazing, but I'm not going to talk about it in terms of the strategy or the goals. I traditionally do an episode this time of year on goal setting. But to be frank, if you go back to my early episodes of Scale Up Your Business, I think it's episode one, two or three, something like that. I haven't really changed the way I set goals. So if you want to have a really good framework for goal setting, go back and listen to those early episodes. What I want to focus on today is a little bit different. As we go into a new year, as I said, it's a great time to reflect. And the first thing I want you to do today as you listen to this is I want you to score yourself for 2022. Yes, I want you to give yourself a number based on your performance. Now, this is quite tricky for a lot of people. And I did this recently with my mastermind group. And it's tricky because... Sometimes we don't want to look honestly at what we've done. Other times we are hard on ourselves and we've actually had a better performance than we want to give ourselves credit for. But this is not supposed to be something that I want you to overthink. I just want you to think about the goals that you set for 2022. I want you to think about what you actually achieved. What were the outcomes and the results? And I want, to give, I want you to give yourself a score, okay? Now, that score can be out of 10, and it's based on how satisfied you are with the year that was. A couple of quick tips. As I said before, don't be too hard on yourself. Sometimes you are making progress on things, and you don't realize it. So this is not something to necessarily rush. Maybe as you're sitting there getting ready to jump into 23, you've got a glass of wine in front of you. This is a journaling exercise, right? So what is it that you really did achieve and how much progress have you made towards the goals that you set and the vision that you're working towards? Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, remember, everything is about measurement. Everything is about the intention of doing something and seeing the result. So maybe you achieve things, but you didn't measure the impact of those things. Maybe some of the things you did are going to have a bigger impact as we go into the new year. But be honest, don't hold back. You know, as Tony Robbins says, the truth will set you free. So the first thing I want you to do as you listen to this episode is commit to giving yourself a score for last year's personal performance. Okay. Without that out of the way, that's the first thing. This is a fun episode already. With that out of the way, we're going to talk about making 2023 amazing, but we're going to talk about it in terms of scaling your company. And I want you to think about the concept of who, not how. Okay. Now, the concept of who, not how is quite a simple one. It's really that it's not up to you 
to do everything in your business. In fact, the principles of scaling really come down to the people that you bring in, the processes that you have those people follow to achieve the outcomes and the results you want. And the one thing that comes up all the time in the various talks that I do, the people I meet, the events that I run, the masterminds that I also conduct is this idea of of people and talent. So what I want you to think about as we go into the new year is what is the one role? Who is the one person that if I bring them into my business this year is going to make the biggest change? Okay. Who is that person? What's the role Right? What are the characteristics of the role? What type of attributes does that person have to have? What values do they have that align with the culture of the business that you're building? Okay, Super, super important. And I don't want this to be an exercise of writing down your organizational chart. This is the one role that you are currently missing that has the potential to transform your business, to take you into another trajectory. So there is some intention here. I just asked you to score yourself or score the performance that you had for 2022. And now I've asked you to pick the one role that's going to give you the most momentum going into 23. So this is not something I've randomly done. When people score themselves, they score their own leadership. They score their own ability to get things done. And that can sometimes be the thing that's actually holding you back. Whereas if you flip the switch and you start thinking about who, not how, not how I'm going to do it, who is going to do it for me, then that can be one of the most radical things you can do, particularly as you're going from a startup business into a scale-up business, and certainly as you're trying to build a high-value business. Okay, so they're the two questions. What's your score for 22? And what is the one role that you need to bring into your business this year in 2023, which is going to make the biggest difference? Okay. Now, what I'm going to do is talk a little bit about how we think about this in the world of private equity. So one of the things that's quite remarkable in private equity is the way that we can compress time to create a high value business, one that is exitable in a time frame that is often around three years. Sometimes it's a little bit longer, right? Five years max, but quite on average, and certainly from my personal experience in the world of private equity, we can get a business increasing incredibly in value in around that 36-month time frame. And one of the important areas of consideration or what we call almost the investment thesis in private equity is a return on the capital invested, okay? So if we're putting a heap of money into a business, firstly, we like to acquire a business and then we scale it. We put other resources into it, other capital, We like to get a three to four times return on all the money that we put in to that business or that group of businesses, okay? So it's quite, when you think about that, we're putting in, let's say it's 100 million or it could be 50 million. We use 100 million for round numbers. If we put 100 million into a project, so we're going to buy a company, we're going to bolt other businesses together around it, the total invested capital is 100 million we expect to make somewhere between 300 and 400 million off that group, off that investment in around about a 36-month time frame. And I don't think there's anyone out there who can generate that level of value and wealth for investors, shareholders than that. 
So the question becomes, how do we do it? And the way that we do that is we link talent, like not just people, talent, I'm going to get into a bit more of a definition here, to value. So we don't just go and bring people in to a business and create processes around them. We are very intentional about the types of people that we bring in and the alignment to what we're trying to achieve. So as I ask you that second question today, who is the one missing piece? Sometimes it's called the big domino. What's the one big domino that you need to bring into your business that if you push that domino over, it's going to make everything else work. Everything else is going to move forward. It's going to progress. It's going to create its own momentum. I want you to think about it in terms of how we think about this idea of talent to value in private equity. So in order to understand you first have to think a little bit about how most people build teams. And most people build teams because they focus too much on what I call the strong hierarchy at the top. And they often think that the best people in a business in order to grow and scale it sit in the top two layers, right? So that's effectively like the C-suite and maybe your senior managers, your senior leadership, okay? But if you look at the history of where businesses have made the biggest shifts, they've compressed time to create value. It's not always like that. Okay, so in private equity, this is how we do it. Firstly, we understand where value is in a business. Okay, now that sounds all very grand-esque, but quite often we don't understand exactly the key things that are going to create the value in a business, right? And one of the things I encourage you to have a look at if you're struggling with this concept is have a look at the flywheel concept by Jim Collins. He talks about it in his book, Good to Great, but he talks about it in some other books as well. But just have a look. Do a Google of flywheel, and that will give you an idea about how businesses like Amazon, for example, have various things going on, which when they work in unison, they complement each other. And that complementary sort of almost passing of the baton to each part of the flywheel creates momentum and it actually builds value at a, at, a, at a pace to a point where it starts to become predictable and sustainable. But you have to understand what that is in your business. Okay, what are the things that are going to create the most value in your business? If you're a product-led business, it's going to be your investment in the people who create that product, that technology, that IP. If you're a sales-led business, it's going to be having absolute world-class blue chips sales capability. Okay, not just necessarily the person who heads that up, it's all the way through that team. But once you understand the things that are going to create value, and normally there's only three to five things that create value within any business. And as long as you can identify those things, you can then identify, this is the second part, the most important roles that are going to drive that value in a business. Okay, so what's interesting is a lot of organizations typically keep track of what we call critical talent. But this is, this is misguided, right? So if you think about it, if you define critical roles in terms of hierarchy, you make the mistake of regarding roles and talent as interchangeable. What you really want to do is identify the roles that have a disproportionate impact on the value. Okay, So they could be all sorts of people in the business and they're not necessarily always at the top. They can be sort of down and through the organization. So you might have someone who's you know, a key implementer in, in a team. They're not necessarily leading or managing anybody, so they're not in the top hierarchy, but they are critical to driving something, building something, creating a process, whatever it is that is linked to those three to five key drivers of value in your business. Okay. So once you've know once you know what you know is important in terms of 
the value creation in your company and you can identify the roles that are going to contribute to that, then and only then is it about finding the right talent to put into those right roles. Okay? And then once you've done that, you can start to manage performance and develop talent in real time. So years ago when I was in the worlds of corporate, it used to be about this idea that you'd have a a once a year HR review of talent. Whereas these days you can use metrics, ongoing processes, different things so that you can actually measure performance in real time. So if you're linking, if you're linking this idea of value to roles and then getting the right talent into those roles and you're measuring consistently all the time what's actually happening in terms of the impact, can you see how the the join up of those four things can compress time and drive a greater result? Okay, that's the key thing here. So as I asked you, you know, what is the role? What I was really saying is, are you clear on the thing that's going to drive the biggest change, the biggest growth, the biggest value in your company? And then you can start to identify what that role is. It might not be a new COO. It might not be a CFO. It might be an amazing architect in the tech team that you haven't got that's going to drive change. If you're acquiring businesses, it might be that you haven't got someone leading integration, right? So you're buying all these businesses, but they're just not getting integrated effectively, and that's bringing you backwards, okay? So as you contemplate this and listen to this episode, as we start 2023, I want to give you a quick example. So I was looking at some statistics on this idea of talent to value and the who, not how. And I was looking at a research paper written by McKinsey. Now, they don't talk about the company, but it is a large consumer goods business that they're referencing. And they took an approach around this where instead of thinking about the tens of thousands of employees they have, they identified 53 individual positions on which the lion's share of value, certainly the strategy of creating value, rested. Okay, so out of tens of thousands of employees, only 53 positions, 53 roles. By matching talent to value in the context of this, right, the strategy of the company increased twofold, right, in share price, and there was a 50% reduction in the number of employees, and there was something like $3.7 billion of value unleashed, right, just from understanding this concept. Now, you may be thinking, I'm a small business, I'm only doing six, seven, eight figures, doesn't work. Well, it does work, okay? This is an example of 53 positions out of tens of thousands of employees. In your company, it might be five, it might be 10. But when you look at this visually, you're not looking at the top of the organization chart. You're looking all the way through. So the key takeaway here, right, is, yeah, you need to identify that one role, that one person who's going to change your business, But you have to first identify where the value lies, the value in line with your strategy, so that you can identify where that person is going to exist within the ecosystem and the vision that you're building towards. Okay, I'll give you one last example here because it's quite funny, right? Just to really nail this home. Picture this. It is a Saturday afternoon and your family is coming over for a what I like to call a good old-fashioned barbecue back in Australia. There is only an hour before the guests arrive and you need to be smart with your time and available resources. Okay, you with me? There are three tasks that need doing. Mowing the lawn, washing the dishes, and actually buying the food, right? And you're only an hour before the guests arrive. So these are tasks. 
So thinking through the tasks and the family members that you have at home, you know that your partner can operate the lawnmower well, your son is best at washing dishes, and you know what to buy for the barbecue. So assigning each family member to their optimal role, everything will come together and your barbecue will be a tremendous success. Okay? Now, contemplate that as you head into work over the next week or so. Reflect on whether that same concept, those same dynamics, will work in your business. I bet they will. Hope you enjoyed this. As I said, Happy New Year, everyone. And as I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Here's to 2023 being a great success for you and your business. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you enjoy the show just as much as I enjoy creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me. It helps the show. Plus, it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything you heard in today's show or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now to learn about our coaching, mentoring, and mastermind programs. See you soon.